Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the queer. I cheers my pictures box. <laughs> I'll do my phone and my, hold up. That was terrible. I can't wait till we cheers together. Oh, I know. I know. This is uh, like, <laughs> really been a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it, and I have a feeling it's going to be a lot longer of a time. Yeah. Yeah. We're still, we're still on, uh, on Skype here. Um, queer is, uh, you know, we're recording remotely. Is that what we yeah. say? Yeah. Yep. Um, utilizing technology to our advantage. That's what you get when you have two sound engineers. <laughs> That's right. Right? That's when you, what yeah. you get when you have two professionals like us. My, <laughs> my home studio is set up. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. I found this, like, random desk thing in their laundry room that I borrowed it. and But it's been a perfect little, like, my studio desk. So I have my picture box, my microphone, my computer, my little drink, and my phone. And I'm, I'm professional is what I'm getting at. Um, that is really professional. I'm actually in a really professional environment myself. Yeah, I've I've I'm sitting on my couch with my two cats on either arm of the couch. I've got game boxes holding up my microphone so that I don't have to lean over too far. Uh, Yeah, I have I have um, from my old headphones, my Dre Beats, uh, I have the box that is like perfect for my microphone. Yeah. So, yeah, super professional environment here. Yeah. Well, I mean, At I think it's cozy. That's what most people are doing right now. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, studios are well, not, they're not those, essential. Those who have to work out in the world. Yes. Well, I'm still working, but I mean, like, as far as recording goes, I don't think studios are essential. So most um, people are recording from their yeah. homes. Yeah. So we're, we're in good company. We are. We are. Uh, how was your week? It was a good week, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's all blending together at this point for me. How are, how was your week? Uh, it was actually a pretty good week. Um, we, we, uh, stayed in about uh, mid forties temperature, which always makes me happy, which um, is probably why I'm so pissy about it. Good point. Uh, that's why I need to like live. I, I honestly think the best place for me, I mean, aside from Norway, again, any Norwegians listening, uh, and if you want to get married, please hit me up. Um, or maybe Alaska. Any Alaskans listening? You want to get married? Hit me up. Um, Bonus but, uh, point if you are in a cult. Oh, yeah. I'm also looking to join a cult. Uh, I have some some stipulations. Uh, or maybe I'll even start a cult. Listen, I'm just, just hit me up. But um, I am actually think that I belong in, like, the rainy, crappy Pacific Northwest. Doesn't that seem right? Well, why would you say it's crappy? No, I mean, like, crappy weather. Like, I like bad weather. You know that. Yeah. Like, I love, like drizzly, cold, dark days. Like, that's that makes, those are my sunny days. So, I feel like I belong in, like, not not Portland, probably Seattle. Uh, so, so are you, are you shying away from the great Alaskan uh, tundra? Well, no, I'm not. But the thing with Alaska is... Um, I, you know, when I move somewhere, which I do have a tendency to do fairly often, I like to have um, a kind of a, a little bit of a direct line back. I'm very close with my family. And Alaska is like, it's pretty far. You know, yeah. like it's an intense trip back. So not that I wouldn't do it for the right 
right reason, I would have 1,000% moved to Alaska. And I, Norway, for the wrong reason, I would move to Norway. And, I mean, I don't want to say that I would give up seeing my family. <laughs> but we have Skype. I can see them online. I would give up. Not give it up. But I would gently release it. Um, <laughs> uh, but, no. But, like, the Pacific Northwest is still, you know, easy flight, back forth, yada, yada. I just think it's going to be a good fit. I, I don't see. know. Really. I'm actually surprised that you hadn't in like in your 20s, you know, decided to move up to Alaska and work at like a cannery or something. So I, I consider that all the time. And I honestly would do that right now, like the last few years. But um, I ha- I can't because of my dog. Like I've I've had Texas, you know, I've had him for uh, since 2008. No, so, sorry, since 2012. Um, so I've had him for eight years and he's, I mean, he's my best friend. It's my little guy. Well, and, why, uh, why couldn't you just take him with you? Well, because I mean, I could, if I did it like on my own, like made the move, but like, there's a lot of ways to move to places like that, to like work in resorts and stuff. And that's kind of like a, a really easy way to get up there. And, uh, you know, they just like, that's, I mean, I not, not blaming it on Texas, but 95% of the reason why I haven't done a lot in the last few years like as far as moving goes is because I, I have to consider him you know he's going with me there's obviously no chance like he's that's like my partner in crime Absolutely, you know? that's fair yeah so like moving to a place like that I have to consider him and I'd have to like it would have to be like you know us making the move so because there's always like like I would even I would work I swear to god I would work on a boat I would work on something like I would there's so many cool not so many there's actually like 11 cool jobs in Antarctica that I would absolutely <laughs> take I'm not even joking I would totally take it you know I'm obsessed with the northern lights I love with like I love all of winter I love all of it the northern lights is my dream but I won't do anything that I can't take Texas with me so you know I that's, 100% back that yeah I mean he's worth all of it I can do yeah. that all that eventually or not you know but he's worth way more than any of that so um i'm watching him right now and he's asleep in his little bed and he's literally the cutest thing on the planet i I don't know i'm looking at two pretty fucking cute balls of fur myself i miss syzygy and luna i really do like i mean i miss you too but i really miss you (laughs) but um yeah so you know look i get it when when amos or i go away on a trip and we're not in the other ones at home you know, I, it's pretty clear who we miss more, and it's usually yeah. the animals. I mean, we can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We can communicate. We can, you know, we we can still connect, but you can't really with your animals. And so, it's, yeah, I get it. I miss them the most when I'm not with them. Yeah, and, like, I mean, that's, it's, to me, it's not even an option. Like, I wouldn't even consider doing anything without him. And it, I mean, it's it makes a move very different. Like, you can't just, like, if, if I didn't have Texas, I, there's, I, I honestly could say that I probably wouldn't, like, be here. I probably would have moved to Alaska or done something like that. <laughs> but, like, with, I just, it has, he has to be considered. Like, it's not, yeah. and so doing that, it just changes it. Like, you know, like, it, like, like, even Yellowstone, there's all these, like, cool resorts that I could work at. You know, I have so much experience in the hospitality industry, and, like, I could do all of that, but all of those places come with like dorm living and stuff, which I'd be fine with, but none of the places allow you to like bring a pet. And right. is my, that's my guy. Um, so yeah. Uh, how do we get to me moving to Alaska? <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know. It was conversation. It just right? meandered. Yeah. But the Pacific Northwest has been calling my name lately, man. I'm, like, Googling it all the time. It's so pretty and green. Like, Yeah, it is pretty. I would love to. I have never visited that area at all, so. Neither have I. I have been to, I have been to um, Washington and Oregon, but I've only been on the um, eastern side of the Cascades, so, like, high desert. So, like, uh-huh. nothing. Of like this, you know, I I cannot believe, I always thought that I would go, so I didn't go. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was never like a big thing. When I lived on the West Coast, I was like, ah, of course I'll go up there. And now it's been a while, and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't go there. I know. I actually, in my 20s, when I was living in Arizona, I had, we were planning on moving up to Seattle. Yeah. And, uh, just didn't. Life happened and that didn't yeah. work out, and we ended up back in Los Angeles. So I, I've, I've, I've ended up back in LA like five times. So <laughs> I know the feeling. I don't know yeah. how, and I, you know, it's funny because I, like, I love California too. Like, I do love the beach. It's a really weird mix of like loving the this kind of the you know like kind of the gloom and weather that I love, and the beach, which I feel like would Washington would give me that really nice mix, but um. Yeah, I love, like, L.A. is just this really weirdo city that I really like, too. So, I don't know. Anyway, I don't so. know. I kind of feel like Michigan gives you that, though, too. I mean, it you can get beach. Definitely does. And so, I went um, probably three days ago uh, on a day trip. I go on day trips, um, like, every day. So, I don't even know if they're considered day trips. But I go to Lake Huron all the time. And I went up to Marine City. So, that's actually not Lake Huron. That's uh, Lake St. Clair. But, because they have, like, a little lighthouse there and stuff. And, um, you know, I got my new phone. So, I wanted to take some pictures and um, and then my nephew and I, we are going tomorrow. So he, uh, he has a, a YouTube page. I'm actually going to shout out right now. Uh, his handle is at bboutit, which is at B-E-B-O-U-T-I-T. And his videos are hysterical. So he makes YouTube videos. Um, what, the one that he made the other day, he, he's such a jackass. He called off to a bunch of places that he doesn't work at. <laughs> and he said his... <laughs> So if you watch the video, he like, he, he called off to these, like a Leo's in Oxford and said he was like, his name was Gabriel and he was this kid Luke's brother. And it's just, it's just funny. I don't know. He's, he's a teenager, <laughs> but the videos are pretty funny. Well, anyway, so he likes to make crazy videos. So I'm going to make one with him swimming in the lake tomorrow. So. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to so check that out. And we'll yeah, put, yeah, put so. that up in our show notes as well. Yeah. So, um. We're going to go to the lake. And it's it's beautiful over there. And I love the marshes, too. If any of you are around Michigan, if you drive to the east side, any part of the east side, and, you know, you get Lake St. Clair and you just head north on that road there. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's literally like the Lake Tour Road. So you can't miss it. You get up by Marine City and there are actual, like, really, really beautiful marshes. And I think it's just, it's so pretty over there. So that's kind of a cool place. So Michigan offers it, too. Yeah. So, all right. Lots of gloom. That is my whole life. Lots of gloom. So, my, my week has been good. And it was Mother's Day. And, you know, it was nice. We did, we visited family in cars to drive yeah, by. Yeah, yes. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the good mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. <laughs> You're all beautiful. Um, so, so, yeah. The abusive ones. <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. Um... Uh, should we get to the news? Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> it's long overdue.
Hear he, hear he. Read all about it. Extra, extra. The news is here. Breaking headlines here, folks. You can't get it anywhere else. You can't. You can't. Why? Well, actually, we are a really good source for LGBTQ news. Who, you know, you can come to us and get six headlines all in one. And so I don't know another website that offers that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to Google it yourself. Nope. Actually, I think we are a decent source for it. I'm not even joking. Um, okay. So a couple stories. I want to start off with a really awful one tonight. Okay. YouTuber pranks homeless trans women by giving them boxes of rotten food as pandemic help. Yeah. So we're going to call him out. What's the prank here? Like, what's funny about this? Uh, Trans people do not obey the government, the guy said. So don't speak badly of me. We only want to help the government. Uh, You literally deserve to be punched in your throat. So, um, Indonesian YouTuber uh, Ferdian Paleka and two of his friends played a cruel prank on two homeless trans women by handling the, handing them boxes of instant noodles. Though the women were initially happy to receive the food, their happiness turned to humiliation when they realized that they filled the boxes with rotten food and rocks. That's so fucked up. Like, yeah. you know, kicking somebody when they're down... It's just never the way to go. He's disgusting and he's gross. And so I just wanted to call him out. So you can check him out on YouTube and well, hopefully YouTube will ban him. Um, I mean, they're kind of iffy about that stuff, but they'll probably ban him for at least a little while. But anyway, you can always send him a nice message if you'd like. So he's a piece of shit. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Disgusting. This well, I have some news out of South Korea. There's a second wave of coronavirus in South Korea, and they're linking it to queer bars and LGBTQ plus spaces in Seoul. Like, is it actual link to them or is it like a homophobic? Well, so they just started like recently easing some of the social distancing guidelines. And, you know, South Korea has been sort of really good about the way they were managed to get on it really quickly. Um, But. Let's see. There are 35 new cases and 29 of them have been linked to nightclubs and bars in a particular neighborhood in Seoul, which are LGBTQ plus spaces. So it's actually something that could have just because that's just the way that this, um, you know, this virus works. It could have spread in these. Yeah, I mean, so, okay. But I mean, it's not, you know, like how some people are like, oh, blame the gays, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Well, and that's kind of the problem. I mean, that's it's sort of having some, you know, homophobic backlash. Sure. Yeah. So, gays, um, it sucks to say, but we kind of have to be even a little more cautious because it's so easy for them to blame everything on us. So we should be, you know, and most, you know, be responsible with the when they do start lifting the ban a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know what that'll look like, so I'm not going to say anything about it, but I don't know. I think I'm going to go out in like, um, October. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, I got a decent story here. Germany passes a law banning gay conversion therapy for minors. Yay. Uh, Germany's parliament has passed a law banning so-called gay conversion therapy for young people nationwide. Uh, legislation's intended to stop grounds offering the service which claims to be able to change a person's sexual orientation 
um, to anybody under the age of 18. So uh, hopefully that's, I mean, I know it's, I guess adults would enter it more willingly, but we all know that it doesn't work. So don't waste your time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good job. Germany. Right side of history, Germany. That's where you need to be for a long time. So (laughs) stick with it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I have kind of a sad story. Um, Back in October, we talked about a woman named Amy Stevens. Uh, She is a trans woman. She was a funeral director here at a funeral home in Southeast Michigan somewhere. I can't remember exactly where. Doesn't matter. Um, And she was fired when she came out as trans. And so her case went to the Supreme Court. Um, Well, she um, and she was. Yeah, so she was fired, and yeah. So uh, she's recently been very, very ill. Her health has been failing. She's been put into hospice care. Uh And so uh, essentially her case is still pending in the Supreme Court, and while her case is pending, her life is sort of kind of teetering. So... um, her wife has set up a GoFundMe, or her friends friends of her wife have set up a GoFundMe page to help with sort of end-of-life preparations for Amy. So okay. I wanted to yeah. put that out there so that some of our listeners could potentially help. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, well, this my last story is, is kind of nice. Amazon is paying a gay bar to make 10,000 free meals for first responders. Um, the meals are going to please medical workers in the neighborhood in immediate need during the coronavirus epidemic. It's good because it gives the, you know, the, the bar that's really struggling right now, uh, a little, basically it's given the bar, uh, $200,000 to a local queer eatery, Freddy's beach bar and restaurant to deliver 10,000 free meals to uh, police and first responders in Arlington and Alexandria, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia. That's so, cool. Um, yeah, Amazon's kind of at the ugh, end of this, so they really need to keep up with this stuff. Um, yeah. Also, that this isn't uh, a news story, but I did read something earlier about how um, uh, Henrietta, Henrietta Hudson's is really struggling right now. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but first of all, there are very few lesbian bars left. Very few. And Henrietta Hudson's is kind of a good, like a nice, it's a fun, like a staple bar in uh, Greenwich Village in New York City. And they're like, probably, I mean, they're at the end, they're, con- they're kind of considering closing down. So they posted a GoFundMe too. So if any of our listeners, you know, I feel like it's just nice to kind of like help people in our community and um, lesbian bars. I mean, I would really like to have a few left at least. Yeah. Henry, oh, yeah. Henrietta Hudson's has been around for a long time, so. Um, yeah, we could put a link up to their GoFundMe too, but, uh, yeah, anything you can do. I mean, obviously people are all struggling right now, so I know it's really hard to, but, you know, help when you can. Yeah, absolutely. Help where you can. And I, you know, I think it's going to be so interesting to see how we choose as a society to sort of rebuild Mm -hmm. after all of this stuff is done, because things... Are, are going to things are changed forever like they just fucking are you know what yep. I mean like it's gonna be interesting to see what what you know survives and what what changes from these remnants you know for sure 
yeah, that's it's really going to be a an interesting. Um, yeah, good point. Okay, so my last uh, headline isn't really a uh, a news story, but uh, it's a shout out to LGBTQ Nation doing this little series that they're doing since LG since prides have been canceled, right? This year mm-hmm. or at least postponed indefinitely or sometimes definitely. Um they're bringing the celebration to us in a new series called Flashes of Pride and this week is awesome. They flashed to last year when it was the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Uh, Lego hosted the world's smallest pride parade for children. And in order to get in, adults had to be accompanied by the children Mm -hmm. to go to this parade. And it's a really cool little uh, slideshow of the uh, the Lego pride parade. Cute. And I thought that was happiness. Yeah, that's great news. So. All right. Shall we get to it, darling? Yes. Let's do it. Nicole. Est-ce que tu parles français? Ich spreche kein Französisch. Hablas espanol. Ich spreche Deutsch. Adway languages lay ude uye ixpe. Igpe atenle? You speak pig Latin? Essie. Ude uye? Essie. Do you speak love? I was going to say, it's the language of love. Pig Latin. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I haven't, I, listen, I do speak love, but it's been a while, so I'm a little dusty. Dusty? Rusty? Yeah. Rusty. Dusty is not right. Rusty. I barely even speak English. You got some dusty bell bottoms on? Uh, something like that. Uh, so, what's your love language, Evie? So, I don't even know. Do you know what your love language is? I don't, but I know how to find out. I think we're going to find out tonight. Let's do it. All right. Shall shall I ask you the first question? Uh, Yeah. So did you, okay, so Nicole and I are going to give each other the language, the love languages quiz. Now, for those who are not familiar with the love languages, uh, some expert has has written a book and told us that the there are five love languages. And tonight, Nicole and I are going to find out what love language we speak. Yeah, because this week we're talking a little bit about our own love language and being in love and what that means and, you know, uh, who we are when we're in love. And uh, love language is a good place to start because it does kind of say, like, this is what's important to me. And I think that's essentially what like, you know, when you talk about like who you are in love, it is about finding out what's important to you while you're in love and what you need from that person. So, right. I mean, essentially, I think the idea is that you, the things that you value and the ways that you express love are not necessarily 
the way your partner expresses love. So sometimes when you express love to your partner, they aren't receiving that message because that's not their love language. But yes, yes, you, you put that really well, yes. Um, so we're gonna start off with the quiz. You can find this quiz on fivelovelanguages.com. It seems to be like the more popular of the quizzes. Um, yes. And so Nicole and I are going to go on a journey together tonight to find out what our love language is here with you. I love it. All right. So let's get started. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm answering for Nicole and Nicole is going to be answering for me. And then we're going to reveal to each other what our love language is. Yes. All right. First question. It's more meaningful to me when first answer is someone I love sends me a loving note, text, email for no special reason, or I hug someone I love. My answer is definitely the first one. I'm not a hugger. I think I like the, yeah, get a loving note, text, or email for no special reason. Okay. Is that what you said too? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I was working through those initial questions, which okay, yeah. we should talk about because it's very gendered, right? I mean, it's male or female. I mean, it does give you the option at the bottom to say, I prefer not to say, mm -hmm. but it does indicate that there's some sort of gender stereotyping probably happening here. Sure. Well, I mean, it's love language, fivelovelanguages.com. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty basic, I'm sure they'll try to sell us something. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Uh, okay, next question. Do you want to ask? It's more meaningful to me when I can spend alone time with someone I love, just us, or someone I love does something practical to help me out. Hmm. Uh, I think it's, I like, I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool when somebody does, like, something practical to help you out. Like, give you, like, kind of a, if you just... I don't know if you just need that. Maybe you're not asking for it, but I think that can, to me, that can really speak to like volumes too. Spending alone time is okay too, but I go with number two. What about you? Yeah, I agree with that actually. Okay. It's I mean, more you know, it's, I think it's hard too. I have to say, I mean, because I kind of took this quiz a little earlier just to sort of gauge it and see what the questions were like. But I have to say that during this quarantine time. I think my answers might be a little bit different than regular times. That's a good point. You're with, alone with somebody a lot, too. Yes. I mean, okay, so we should also say, like, we are taking this quiz from different positions. Like, I am, I'm single, and Evie is, has a partner that she's been with for a very long time. So, I mean, that probably changes, obviously, that'll change your answers a bit, too, as well. Yeah. So. I think so. And that was the other thing that I was I was noticing about this. But we can talk about that all when we're done taking the quiz. Let's just take the quiz. Okay. Uh, your turn. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love gives me a little t gift as a token of our love or concern for each other. Or I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with those that I love. Uh, me, definitely number two. I, gifts are just, I don't know. I'm usually not. They're kind of like weird me out, but... What about you? Yeah, I like number two as well. Are you copying my answer? I think I am. I'm I'm totally I just want to ask. Okay. <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when uh, someone I love does something unexpected for me to help me with a project or I can share an innocent touch with someone I love. Oh, that sounds so creepy. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, 
I can share an innocent touch with someone I love all the time. So would it be more meaningful to have that or if somebody helped you with a project? Yeah, it's way more meaningful if she helps me with a project. <laughs> At this point in our relationship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Early um, on in our relationship, you know, those innocent, like, little... Yeah, I guess I would go with the touch one now. Yeah, okay. I'll put that in there for you. Okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love puts their arm around me in public or someone I love surprises me with a gift. The arm in public for me. Yeah, same here for me. Okay. It's more meaningful to me when... I'm around someone I love, even if we're not really doing anything, or I can be comfortable holding hands, high-fiving, or putting my arm around someone I love. Isn't that the same thing? Uh, I don't know. I think more like if you're just, maybe you reach that point to where you're just comfortable, like, touching that person and, like, expressing that versus being around them. So, like, what's more meaningful? Like, what, what, at what stage is that, does that, like, impact you more? I would say number two. Number two for you? High-fiving, definitely. No, but, I mean, just, that, like, when you get to that point where you can, like, physically touch somebody where it's not like that, uh, you know, my palms are sweaty and, like, <laughs> like breathing like a weirdo. Um, yeah, but I'm around someone I love even if we're not really doing anything. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's just I can be comfortable pretty much doing anything around somebody. Yeah. So you want to do one? I'll do two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It's your turn. It's more meaningful to me when I received, I receive a gift from someone I love or I hear from someone I love that they love me. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on where you're at in your relationship. Like, I know. And I also feel like context matters. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, Are you fucking? And then they say they love you. I mean, that's kind of one thing versus... <laughs> Just getting like, a random text in the middle of the day saying, you know, I was just thinking about you. And I, really and I love you. And what's the gift? Yeah, what is the gift? I mean, if somebody gives me a bag of morel mushrooms right now or a, gift. a puppy, I mean, come on now. Ah, uh, crap. Um, Okay. I guess I'll go with the, the gift. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with. No, I guess I'll do this someone I love because I guess, I mean, the gift is what, cause what gifts, like I said, gifts are so awkward usually like thank you I mean there's I mean, I literally like, I, I do like getting gifts so go with the gift I'm gonna go with the gift you are you gonna go with someone I love or, or someone tells you that they love you no I'm gonna go with the gift too all right okay it's more meaningful to me when I sit close to someone I love or I'm complimented by someone I love for no apparent reason oh I am complimented for no reason 100 percent thousand percent a question okay nope it's more meaningful to me when I get the chance to hang out with someone I love or I unexpectedly get small gifts from someone I love. Definitely. the Okay. Well, you know what? No, I think to me, what's more important is somebody's time. Yeah. You know, I kind of dated somebody that was literally like never had time. And it was like the most, it was just kind of like, um, this relationship is so dry. Like I'm not even into it you yeah. know if somebody's always busy like you're not that important like I don't know I just yeah so time for me definitely number one yeah I think when you put it in that context like sort of looking at these as this versus this so time versus money yeah or time is, 
time is like really important. Like if you want to be with somebody, you can be with them. Yeah. It might have, you know, I'm not saying like I need all your time, but like it, it has to be kind of a little bit of a priority. Otherwise it's just not, I, I, I like quit that kind of situation real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do like unexpected small gifts, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. I would prefer time over. Yeah. A gift. Yeah. yeah. I want to jump right into codependency. If you're not on that, <laughs> if you're not on that highway, just looking right to jump right into it. I'm just kidding. Sort of. Um, it's more meaningful to me when I hear someone I love tell me I'm proud of you or someone I love helps me with a task. Uh, I think I'm proud of you. is like a super, super like generous thing to say to somebody you know like that's like it really says like I'm looking at all like what you do and who you are and I like that about you so yeah I'd say number one yeah I'm I'm on that with you I agree okay it's more meaningful to me when I get to do things with someone I love or I hear supportive words from someone I love Mm, same I guess get to do well I don't know I don't care like that's tricky because supportive words are important too like I don't want to hear <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I that go, one's a tough one for me. At least when I I go with supportive words for me. Okay. Um I think I'm gonna go with supportive words also in this context. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. Or I feel connected to someone I love through a hug. Like, I literally don't even need to read it. If I see the word hug, like, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a hugging person. I don't, that does nothing for me. Uh, I, I want the hug. Okay. Don't hug me, so. <laughs> um, it's more meaningful to me when I hear praise from someone I love or someone I love gives me something that shows they were really thinking about me. Definitely number two for me. Like, not, like, a gift, but, like, something, like, a thoughtful thing, you know? Like, like I don't need praise. I already know that I'm, like, pretty amazing. But <laughs> if you, like, give me something, <laughs> that was kind of a joke, but if you give me something, like, considerate, like, of what, you know, things I'm interested in, then that is important to me. So, definitely number two for me. What about you? Oh, yeah, that's hard. That's really hard for me, just because... That's one of the struggles that I have that we have in, in our relationship is like Amos doesn't necessarily always express the things that she yeah. thinks that she expresses. So I need more expression from her. So I think I'm going to say I hear praise. Okay. It's more meaningful to me when I'm able to just be around someone I love or I get a back rub from someone I love. Oh, I want a back rub. No, the other one for me. Oh, I want a back rub. Give me no. a fucking back rub. Nope, not into it. My shoulders tense up even thinking about it. Don't rub my shoulders. It hurts already. I don't want it. Oh, no, like, really? Yes, I do not. No, I just, no, there are so few people that are actually good at it. And there's so many people that do it too hard. Um, Pamela, I'm talking about you. I love you <laughs> to death. But every time she knows, every time she tries to rub my shoulder, it almost paralyzes me. So <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> All right, so it's more meaningful to me when someone I love reacts positively to something I've accomplished or someone I love does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. No, the first one for me. I don't want somebody to do 
something you don't want to do. Like, it's just, just already annoying. No, I mean, think about it. We t- actually talked about this, like, last week a little bit. How, you know, yeah. when you are in a relationship, you do do things that they're not you, your kind of thing, but you do it for your partner and you end up having fun anyway. Yes, and I like doing that. But if I know, and that's the weird part. So if I know somebody doesn't want to, I immediately don't want them to. Like, I don't get anything out of that. Like, like remember when I was talking to you about, like, last week with, like, shows? Like, my ex-girlfriend, I watched so many of her things. And as much as, like, I like the things that I like, I don't get anything about out of her, like, sharing those interests with me. It was never important to me. See, okay, so I, I found this quote a while back. And we have it on our fridge because I really love it. Don't sweat the small things. No. <laughs> it's take obvious pleasure in another's happiness. See, and that, okay, so I could live by that quote. Like I said, I, listen, I'm basically a martyr. <laughs> I will give it up with somebody that I'm with. Like, and I will, like, when we get more, when we talk further about this, like, more about this, like, as far as who we are in love, like, I can be, like, I like that. I do enjoy that. But I am okay with somebody not doing that for me. That is not that important to me. But it's important for me to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I respect it. I respect that. And I think it's important. But to me, if they just if they don't want to do something that I like, I'm okay with that. That doesn't matter much to me. Okay. So you're a number one and I'm a number two. Yes. Okay. It's more so, meaningful to me when I'm able to be in close physical proximity to someone I love. Or I sense someone I love showing interest in the things I care about. Same thing. Like I said, I mean, I, I, what I care about is what I care about. Like, I don't want somebody to be like, a, you know, rude about it. And I mean, sure, like, listen, you know, when I was talking like last week, like, I don't want to go to art museum. I don't want to go to science museum. I'll go to an art museum. And like, but I, w- if somebody wants to go to a science museum, that's excellent. But I'm 100% okay going alone, too. You know? Mm-hmm. so it's not like like I like it and I think it's charming when somebody tries but I'm kind of used to like people like like not really sharing um a lot of interest with people and that's okay like I I like doing things alone I do things all the time but alone. that's not what this question asked it asked somebody that you love is showing an interest in something you care about I don't see that's what I mean though I don't know that I would care if they were I, that sounds rude <laughs> I don't know if I care shit if you like the things I like because I like them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I honestly, I don't think I care if they did. If you okay, like them, you're awesome. number one. Close physical proximity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a number one too on this one. Yeah, like I just, it's cool. You don't have. To, I don't care if you like what I like. <laughs> it's not about whether or not you care, but do you like it when somebody shows interest? Yes, but that's, I think that is, that's what I mean when I say I don't care. I don't like it or dislike it. I literally don't care. <laughs> Listen, That's right. I, Last week, wasn't your uh, your new OkCupid profile going to be something about uh, looking for someone to be disinterested in things with me? Yeah. Well, we can definitely share. We can be disinterested in something because that'll be fun because I think my, you know, I don't know. I'm so weirdly arrogant and insecure. Like at the same time, like it's just I can't even anymore. I feel like I I just can't. All right, next question. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love works on special projects with me that I have to complete or someone I love gives me an exciting gift. Number one, special projects. I don't know. That gift actually sounds good, this one. So you want the gift? (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. What kind of projects would I even? Like, 
No, again, that's what I mean. Like, so I think of special projects, something that I want to do. Like, I don't want somebody to help. Yeah, I guess I go with the exciting gift. It's kind of douchey, but whatever. Actually, you know what? I'm actually changing my mind, and I'm going to agree with you. I already went to the other one. Oh, my God, you're the worst. We're going to have to go back. There is a back button. Okay. Don't yell at me again, but... (laughs) All right, so you it's want to gift too? It's when I'm complimented by someone I love on my appearance or someone I love takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. God, that's like outside versus inside right there, huh? <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a, actually, I feel like that's a pretty, um, pretty good question because like, it, of course it feels good to like be complimented. But then, like, somebody takes the time to listen and understand me. Would yeah, but how often do you actually talk about your feelings, Nicole? Me? Yeah. I talk a lot. I know you talk a lot, but about your feelings. Yeah, I'll go with number one. What about you? <laughs> I'm going with number one as well. Yeah, I, you're, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, like, like, I'm really, like, this again, this is something more we can talk about when we talk a little bit more about ourselves. When we're like relationships, but like uh I think, you know, the t- talking about your feelings, I'm I am kind of good at being like this is how I feel about it, but I'm not good at like I'll I'll talk about how I feel about a situation, not necessarily just overall like, you know, my, like my deep feelings. Like that shit's just locked up locked up through away the key. <laughs> All Listen, right. Um, I'm just not I really, I'm terrible at talking about feelings. So, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I'm at the point in our relationship where like, you know, she thinks she compliments me, but she doesn't. So I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, give me a fucking compliment. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I can feel like I've definitely been accused of being insensitive um, a couple times. Uh, I'm not a cry. Like I'm not sensitive. Like I'm not like, like, because I don't get like, you know, I don't cry. I'm not like a like emotional that way. But I can be kind of like good at being like, this is how I feel and this is why I feel it. So maybe maybe I am kind of more of a talk about my feelings, but not in like a way that's like I'm sad over that. You know, it's more I'm I'm more pragmatic about it. Do you know? So what I mean? do you want to change your answer? I don't know. What do you think? Like, I think maybe you should because I think that's probably the stage where you are in terms of wanting a relationship do I want one do you I mean if they're from Alaska or Norway or absolutely or London London I'm talking a cult a cult well we have to do an episode on cults because I had a little run-in with a cult so (laughs) meh um (laughs) that was an expensive lesson but no maybe like uh yeah, any any Pacific Northwest now? I'm talking. So okay, so are you gonna change your answer? Yeah, I'll change it. Okay. Okay. It's more meaningful to me when I can share a meaningful touch in public with someone I love, or someone I love offers to run errands for me. I can share a meaningful touch. In yeah, public. I don't give a shit about somebody running errands for me. You're I fine. mean, to be fair, Amos runs errands for me all the time, especially during the quarantine. So. So you want to just get a little more touch in. Okay. I, well, I want to be in public. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I don't give a shit about touching you. I just want to be in public. <laughs> Oi. Okay. 
Your turn. Oh, okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love does something special for me to help me out, or I get a gift that someone I love put thought into choosing. That's a tough one. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I I, I guess I would go with the gift. Again, I'm going with the gift on this one too. Because like, what if somebody got me like um one of my dream gifts, which is like the ship in the bottle? I could right? set up. I could not pass that up. So. That's my dream gift. There you go. If you're in a cult, live in Norway. No, and We're kind of like eh, on the cult thing because I already did that. So live in Norway, live in Alaska, live in Pacific Northwest. I don't give a fuck if you live in Ohio, as long as it's kind of pretty where you live. Something different. Yeah. Like you're funny. In a cult and a ship in a bottle, you're in. I can't say it to you any more times. I do not know about how I feel about dating in a cult. Okay. Because I already did, and it was expensive. All right. I'm just really into this idea. I know. Okay, so, like, uh, so as much as I say that, then I'm like, well, what if it's the right cult? <laughs> I don't want to, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn down any, any cult members, so, okay. Um... It's more meaningful to me when someone I love doesn't check their phone while we're talking to each other or someone I love goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. Oh, my God. When I read that second one, I, for some reason, immediately thought of physical. <laughs> like, I was thinking of, like, you were trapped under some rocks <laughs> and somebody did that. So I was like, definitely the pressure, but they probably didn't mean it like that, huh? No, probably um, I don't care at all if somebody checks their phone. Yeah, Same. that doesn't really bother me either. I'm going with the Same. pressure. Same. Even if it is, like, removing some rocks. Yeah. Well, especially if it's removing rocks. Actually, good point, yeah. Um, speaking of, can I, you have to remind me to tell you about my uh, hero, hero story from the other day when I saved somebody out of a car. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, it's more meaningful to me when I can look forward to a holiday because I'll probably get a gift from someone I love. I hear the words, I appreciate you from someone I love. Oh, I appreciate you. Seriously, it was like, what kind of, well, then again, what if they were like, like, I remember w w for one birthday, I was getting a trip to Germany. <laughs> that was a pretty good gift. And another birthday, I was getting a dope camera. So I guess I'll have to go with appreciate you. I'm not a monster. <laughs> okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love and haven't seen in a while thinks enough of me to give me a little gift. Or someone I love takes care of something I'm responsible to do, but I feel too stressed to do at the time. Number two. Okay, I'm going with number one. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking, or gift giving is an important part of the relationship with someone I love. I'm going to go with number two, because it really doesn't bother me most of the time when people interrupt me when I'm talking. Yeah, That's, I don't, neither is really that impressive to me in this question, but, um, well, I mean, it, that's a big, like Amos hates being interrupted and that's a big deal for some people. And I get it. I mean, like she feels like, yeah, yeah. She has a hard time being heard. So interrupting her makes her feel like her voice is not being heard. You know what I mean? And I think that's, a, that's valid for a lot of people, especially like women and non-binary and, and trans people who feel like, you know, and minority people in general, like our voices are not heard. So someone interrupting you when you're trying to say something can be really problematic for some people. But generally for me, that's kind of how conversations go. 
Yeah, you really turned this into something bigger, and I like that. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go with the conversation thing and the talking. I don't know. I don't care about gifts giving little, like, at all. No, what, though? I guess maybe, like, nice little, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I, okay, so number two for both of us? Yeah, I'm going with gift giving. Because I do think it's important. I mean, it's important to think about the person you love yeah, and, it and is kind express of. that, you know. And I'm not talking specifically about, you know, holidays and, and birthdays and, like, the anniversaries and the places where you're supposed to, you know. Just the, yeah. Just, like, thoughtful gifts. Yeah. Talking about the expensive gifts. Yeah. Um, it's more meaningful to me when someone I love helps me out when they know I'm already tired or I get to go somewhere while spending time with someone I love. Oh, that- I mean. Sorry. God, no, God. No, number two for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with number two as well, but number one is also super meaningful. All right, go ahead. Like last night when Amos did the dishes after dinner, because I was just like, I had a mild headache, and I was just like, ugh. That was super meaningful. (laughs) Understandable. Okay, more meaningful to me when someone I love touches my arm or shoulder to show they care or their care or concern or someone I love gives me a little gift they picked up in the course of their normal day. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with number two because I'm not, um, not a big, like a big toucher. I, not that it bothers me, but I'm, that's not how I am. Like if somebody's like sad, I'm usually kind of like, you know, I mean, I don't know that I'm a, a touch their arm shoulder kind of person. So I don't know that I would care it like want that from somebody. So I'm going to go with touch. You're going to go with gift. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love says something encouraging to me, or I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with someone I love. No, I'd rather do the hobby, the shared activity or hobby. Number one for me. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love surprises me with a small token of their appreciation or I'm touching someone I love frequently to express our friendship. Nicole, I'm going to start doing that to you, don't. especially when we go to the DIA together. Don't don't touch me a lot. That's weird. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay. Like, some people are like that, and I have yeah. some friends like that. Um, They're usually friends I end up making out with, so slow your roll. But uh, <laughs> um, I guess I'd say, like, the appreciation thing. So you go number two? Uh... You're not a touchy person. No, I like number one better. Yeah, okay. It's more meaningful to me when someone I love helps me out, especially if they're already busy, or I hear someone I love tell me they appreciate me. Number two. Same. I think this might be the last question. It's a long-ass quiz. It's a really long quiz. It's more meaningful to me when I get a hug from someone whom I haven't seen in a while, or I hear someone I love tell me how much I mean to him or her. Too. Yeah. I don't Same. care about hugging. Same. I mean, honestly, like I love hugs. I love, love, love hugs. But when when someone tells me like from their heart how, how much I mean to them, like they're going to probably like get me like a little bit emotional. And that's harder for me to manage and deal with. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like going to touch me a little deeper. <laughs> okay, I've got your results. I've got your results, too. You failed. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a pretty interesting spread here. Okay. So your primary love language is words of affirmation. Okay. Actions don't always speak louder than words. 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, uh, you are 13% acts of service, those special errands and things. Mm-hmm. You are 17% physical touch, which is interesting. 17% quality time and 23% receiving gifts. Okay. Basically, you're the same. <laughs> but you're 33% affirmation, words of affirmations, 13% quality time, 13% acts of service, 20% physical touch, and 20% receiving gifts. Your primary love language is, an affirm- is words of affirmation. It's the same thing. What the hell? We are the same person, Nicole. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting, though, to... To, uh, you know, to see where that's at and to talk about those because that's what's, you know, it's important to, like, think about that stuff, um, you know, when you're getting into a relationship or when you're in one because, like, we talked about last week, the things we do to get into relationships, but what about when you get into them? Who are you? Are you who you are? Do you stay who you are? Is it, you know, it's hard to, like, find what it is you need and to, like, feel confident enough to ask that from somebody. Right. Well, I think the the thing for me, like going through this, I mean, it really does. It's interesting because I think I, I think of myself differently in terms of when I'm starting a relationship versus after being in a relationship for 15 years. Like in terms of, I mean, yeah. because I think, I think I value all of these things a little bit more evenly probably than what I came out as. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I, you know, and obviously this is something on the internet, but um, that being said, this, it's a good conversation piece because we were able to talk about a few different things, things that maybe you don't normally think about, but. Um, oh, no, for sure. I just think that at this point in like, that is my primary, like thing at this point in our relationship is the, you know, I need the vocal affirmations about You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that it was that much, so much in the beginning. In the beginning, I wanted more physical touch. In the beginning, I wanted more gifts. In the beginning, I wanted more quality time. You know, (laughs) 15 years in, I want more fucking tell me how good I am. (laughs) That's awesome. So you guys have been together for 15 years. So that's a really long ass time. Uh, the, the longest relationship I've been in is I think like ten, probably about six years, um, which is a pretty long time. And we like traveled a lot and moved a lot and did a lot of big things. And then I was in another one for four years and another one for three years and two, you know, yada yada yada. Um, so I feel like you can kind of get to a certain point. But it also, it depends on where, you know, what you're doing at that time, too, as a couple. Like, you and Amos are very, like, you're stable. You have a home. You know, you have, like, stable jobs, uh, routine and stuff. So I feel like, of course, even though our love language ends up being the same, <laughs> it, you know, because I try to, like, go from the perspective that when I was in a relationship, um, Gosh, you no. know, I, I think, uh, obviously, it's going to be a little different because, you know, it's a completely different life you live, you know? Like, when I was with my ex, we moved so much, and we did some, it was so hard to, like, grab onto one thing or to even think about anything because you're literally planning your next literal move or, you know, your next move in life or whatever. So it was just, it was really hard to, like, spend that time thinking, like, okay, what do I really need, like, really need from somebody to be to feel like content and happy, you know, not that I right. wasn't happy, but like, 
that's what I really like about this kind of like these questions and stuff. Cause it really gets you to think like, you know, there's something so important to me when I hear the words love language because of the fact that like, I've been in these relationships that I've been in these experiences and I know when I was happy and I know when I was content and I know when I wasn't. And, you know, some of it is always like, well, what's wrong? Why is this not, you know, you almost think like something's wrong with you or something's like one thing can be changed, but then you read something like, like this and you're like, okay, well that maybe this is just the, the person I am and the needs that I have that aren't being met. Yeah. And um, it's just really interesting. And I think it'd be really interesting to see, like, we joke a lot, but like, if I get into another relationship, which I mean, I assume at some point I will. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure you will. Probably, maybe not. I don't know. It'd be crazy if I like ended up like on property alone with like a shotgun or something and just like living on like hills and like never dated anybody again. I don't know. I mean, I see you more becoming a Mormon polygamist than Okay, did I ever tell you about my like- Yes. Dance with, okay, because that actually could happen. So let's calm down on that. <laughs> I became, like, after I read these, like, really, I became really obsessed with the LDS church. Not, like, in a way that I wanted to join, but just, like, learning all about them. And, like, if you ever want to learn about them, there's a book called um, Under the Banner of Heaven. John Krakow wrote it. And he's the one who wrote um, like, Perfect <clears throat> Storm. And it's just a really, really great book. And it's, like, a really sad story, but it also gets really into the church and learning a lot about it. Anyway, regardless, there's something to be said for, like, living a life when you're, like, living in, like, a, like, a really structured life, like, following all these, like, tenets and, like, rules where you can't do anything or make any decisions for yourself, it seems a little bit easier sometimes. That's probably where my, like, interest, it's not, no, I know it's not, I know, listen, do you really think I could do it? No, you know me, but I'm saying there <laughs> is something to be said for, like, living a life where you don't have to make any choices. It's ridiculous, yes, but when you come to a point where, like, you know, I think I mean, that's kind of a privileged position to come from. I mean, really, if you think about it, like every everything, every position that we come from is privileged because we oh, are privileged. That's absolutely. 100% true. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that I would do it. And I think it's gross. And I do not be- like have any interest in actually actual any real interest in the LDS church I'm gay I don't think they know well, I'm no- not even talking about the LDS church in general I'm talking just sort of in general like coming from a position of not really having choices yes poverty I- for example you know like people who live in in poverty in extreme poverty who don't really have the kinds of choices that you know you and I have yeah. for things you know it's, it's like that's the same idea of like you know if you ever wrote like Paul Thoreau when he wrote the Mosquito Coast, um, when he you know writes about like it's totally a privileged place to like go down and live in Hon- the jungles of Honduras and you know give it all away and bring your family down there and obviously like what happens and what is you know awful because you can't because you are coming from a place of privilege and you're thinking of it as just like you know, in this idealistic light that doesn't exist. I get it. Like, yeah, of course it's gross. And I don't have any interest in really like living that life. Even when we talk about cults, I don't really yeah. I mean, I know that I need to say this, but I don't really want to join a cult. I mean, and- I do understand what you're saying in the sense that like I've, I mean, throughout my life, I have, I have gone through periods of time where I just sort of wished I was quote unquote normal you know, sort of fit into life in a, in a way that I see other people fit in a lot more easily. Mm -hmm. Um, 
do I really want that for myself? No. Yeah, no, of course I don't. I don't want to really, even though I did literally have a brush with a cult, <laughs> I don't really want to join a cult. I don't, like, I don't think that there's anything good that comes from the, like, even I do believe that there are many parts of, like, the Mormonism and LDS church that's so cultish and cult-like, and no, I want no part of it. But I'm saying, you know, sometimes. So you're saying that we're starting a cult and we're going to become a cult podca- podcast now. I'm saying that we are now an LDS podcast. Oh, I'm in. Okay. No, what I'm saying so we is we can have multiple sister wives. The idea of this, like, really ridiculous whole complete different life that you have no choices in, just as a as a mental vacation, of course I think it's wrong, but in my brain, of course I think for a minute, like, oh, that would be nice. I don't have to think. But no. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, I think the way people, you know, the meme going around about uh, all those people who thought that they could live up in the woods and away from society for $100,000 uh-huh. per year. Yeah. Exactly. And now we're all seeing how everybody really would fare being in isolation for that for yes. any amount of time. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Kind um, of the same thing. Yeah. Theory versus reality. But it doesn't I always mean, mesh. I I assume that I will at some point get back in the saddle and have another girlfriend and yada yada. But I think that I've spent, you know, like like little questions and quizzes like this is ridiculous as they are. It's a great way to learn like, okay, well, maybe this is why I think this way, you know, like and like the love language is, is a really good, you know, foundation. I don't think it, like, it's going to just say everything, you know, <laughs> but, like, right. it's still a good way to kind of think, start thinking about things. You know, I think it's one of the things about being in a relationship that was always tricky is um, expectations. You know, like, I've been in situations before where, like, I have thought, like, wow, I shouldn't have expectations. You know, like, my expectations are mine, and I can't expect another person to meet them. Then there's another situation where I'm like, well, it's okay to have some expectations. And how do you even change, you know, yourself so much that you don't have any, like, just fundamental expectations from another human being? So, well, I think that I think that's the thing is, like, managing expectations is a really good and valid conversation to have. I mean, you know, I think and I think it means different things in different scenarios. You know, it's like, for example, if you're going out to have a good time with your friends, right? And your whole expectation is to just go out and have some fun with your friends. Mm-hmm. Great. That's pretty low expectations and your expectations are probably going to be met, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you're going out with your friends and your expectations are that, you know, you're going to have this amazing five-star experience and nothing is going to go wrong and you're going to have a perfect night and it's not going to rain and you're going to pick up the most amazing woman at the end of the night, then your expectations might be a little high and then it might ruin your night. Uh You know what I mean? Like just expectation setting and like managing your expectations is important. (laughs) Well, and so here's one of my, my biggest problems. We talk about love, like languages of love and all this. Um, I am so insanely idealistic when it comes to love. Like, and the craziest part is that I have managed to like have a lot of really exceptional stories and relationships you know like 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 adventures with people where it's you know you get this idea of like that you know just imagine that like 
couple crossroad or cross country adventure, us against the world, driving to Mexico one day, moving to Vegas the next day and doing, you know, and all this ridiculous, like crazy that made love so much more like intense than what it actually usually is. Uh huh. And, and that came also, you know, 20s, early 30s, like in a pretty like idealistic time. Like I was actually able to like to like create this life that I like envisioned, you know, like in you know it's it's so it's kind of like it been important to realize, you know, I've had a few conversations with people that I like I've dated in the past and stuff where I start to realize like, yeah, okay, that's not really like not to say that's not real because it it definitely was real, but um it's really hard to keep up with that, you know? So like talk about managing expectations, maybe, you know, that's kind of been a problem with like, as far as like dating and stuff like that is like, now I'm at this whole different place in my life. And I'm obviously going to meet people at different places in their lives that they were, you know, than they were when they were like in their twenties. And like, we were out, like I said, moving across the country and traveling to Europe for months and stuff. Like, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of that weird, like, Wow. Well, I mean, that's just sort of a different sensibility, right? I mean, like, there's, like, that nomadic kind of existence versus the sort of more domestic homebody kind mm-hmm. of existence. And, I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's just the way that you wanted to sort of adventure at that yeah. point in your life. And, and adventuring can, like, sort of evolve and change, like, as you get a little bit older sometimes right I mean it's like going and doing all these things and now it's like your adventuring might be more like <laughs> going to Port Huron like, yeah, exactly. yeah. like, but, well for sure like I don't I'm not I can never give up that part of me that's like my that's my like foundation but also I, ha- I like it took some time to understand that I was like in you know my last relationship kind of like pushing this this that same idealism onto somebody that it just, their life just, it wasn't compatible with that, you know, with that way of living. Uh-huh. And so it was like, we still did these things, but it was also kind of like dragging somebody around, you know? Ah, so, so that explains some of your answers in our love languages quiz. Really? Yeah. Well, you were like, I'm not really interested in somebody showing interest in the things that I'm interested in. Yeah. I just wanted to drag them around. <laughs> I just needed a warm body. Well, I, I feel like that's a direct... Like, her reaction to the things, like, it's not that you didn't want to do those things with her. You did. You wanted to share them with her, but she didn't show any interest. So it was kind of disappointing. Failed expectations there. So you sort of decided to set no expectations there. That's a good point. But but also, to be fair, like, that was the person who I kind of knew was just different. But I really, like, like I said, like, I am really good at selling certain, certain things. And, like, I sold this whole, like, you know, like. I don't want to say, like, I didn't push her into it because obviously, like, she went, we had fun, we had a lot of adventures and stuff, but also wasn't the same, you know, wasn't kind of the life that maybe that person wanted to lead, you know, and so, and I don't even know that it is for me anymore, I just, I know that, like, that's where, where I end up going, especially because, like, I love, 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 like, being in love, like, it's so fun. And I'm so good at it. And it's, like, passionate and, like, blah, 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 blah. But are you I, talking about being in love or are you talking about falling in love? Good fucking question. Probably falling in love. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody's pretty good at falling in love. It's the being right. in love that's fucking hard. 
and that's true in the longevity in the day to day you know i struggled with that like and i hope now that i like at least at least i can recognize my struggle there so it's not something that i'm just seeing as like yeah that's just not me you know yeah so i started a show today on amazon prime called forever and it's got maya rudolph and uh fred armison interesting Uh uh-huh and uh it's essentially it's it's very it's very dry it's definitely not for everybody but it's kind of this idea that like they're they're this married couple and they you know it's sort of like the beginning of the show essentially shows this little montage of sort of their relationship however over however many years and then it kind of goes into their life after you know more than a decade together, right? And he dies. And then a little while later, she dies. And so now they're stuck in forever together. And their forever is the same thing as their regular life was every day over over and over again. And it's sort of, it's it's interesting because you're you're seeing like, I've gotten to a point now where you're seeing, I'm seeing uh, Maya Rudolph is sort of like trying to like venture out of that. And so is he a little bit in his own way. So it's kind of that, you know, that, that mundanity, is that even a word? Mundane. The mundane every day that all couples go through. If you are in a long-term relationship, like you go through that sort of the mundane, the everyday, you know, the, you got to, the slog of everything. You got to do the laundry fucking clean the house you got to do all the fucking regular fucking things the regular things yeah and still try to find time to be spicy and sexy and funny and witty and and interesting and and yeah you know yeah. Like a lot of fucking things to try to be right yeah and trying to keep that interesting is definitely a challenge that's my biggest struggle in the world and just with the world in general is that I can never just let things be like, okay, you know, like it, it always has to be like something like, like I'm not good at just life, you know, like just a routine or this or that. Like it always has to be, I always have to be like kind of teetering on the edge of like some kind of fucking, I don't know, like craziness, some kind of maybe even something bad almost happening or this or that, like, like addicted to that kind of, you know, like my life has to be so exciting. I'm never okay with it just being what it is. I'm I'm not, I've never been able to be like that. Like I can't even like, even now, like I live here, I live in Michigan. I've lived here for a long time now and my life is pretty good. You know, I have, we have this podcast. I have this, I have a pretty good job. Like I just, a, a pretty, you know, a cool apartment, blah, blah, blah. And I still have to be like, well, I need to drive almost up to the UP tomorrow. And like, <laughs> like to, it doesn't, it never just be like, it always has to, there has to be something that's going to happen. Or, and I don't, I don't know. And so that like with relationships, I don't know, like, like if I start dating somebody, like how I'll just be. Well, Maybe I think I that's, but that's the thing. It's like, you don't be. have to be right. I mean, you do. I mean, it does take work though. I mean, especially when you've been together for a long period of time, but that's sort of the thing. I mean, that's what's been so nice. Well, before it got fucking cold again, but being able to go out and have little fucking adventures in the woods, you know what I mean? It's, it's nice being able to make those sort of little day trips as you like to say. Yeah. 
See, that's why I'm like really like latched on in Michigan. Michigan's awesome and it's beautiful and it's really fun and there is great. So I feel like I could find like that here. Yeah. You know, but I just I don't know. Like it's it's I think it's stopped me. It has really been like the kind of like the what's really stopped me from like pursuing like really dating. It's like I'm just a, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, and also when it really, really, really boils down to it, this is going to sound so lame. And I don't mean commitment to another person, but it's probably some kind of like fear of commitment to being here, you know, to yeah. being like, like it's not about, that. yeah, not about committing to a person. Like I am good with that. Like if I meet somebody cool and we like, we're cool and fun together, like I'm good, but like, it's more about committing to like, this life, you know, like, like I'm committed to Amos. I'm not committed to Michigan. Yeah. So are you saying we should run away together? We should absolutely run away together. We can bring Amos. <laughs> let's, let's go to Fiji. I don't know. Oh, that's too hot. No, <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to agree on a place. We will. Ne- we could never run away together because I would, li- we would not agree on a place. We would have to run away apart from each other. <laughs> let's run away apart. <laughs> no, but, um, well, okay. but yeah, I I, uh, I want to share, though, really quick, though, uh, that I found this article because I sort of I did some, you know, looking into maybe if there was any tweaks for queer love languages and stuff I like that. that. Yes. Um, and part of that was because when I, you know, kind of was looking at these questions earlier, it did really seem kind of heteronormative. Kind of, yeah. Kind of narrow in the questioning and the very gendered way that sort of things seem to me in the questions. Um, So I found this really great article. It's called the five language, the five love languages expanded. And again, we'll put a link uh, onto our site. Yeah. And this person had been sort of, I'm sorry, say again. We'll we'll put a link up to this quiz too. No, this is a quiz. Yeah. No, No. I'm saying put a link up to the quiz we took. Oh, <laughs> whatever. No, Going, this is sorry. my quiz. <laughs> I love you, Mimi. Go ahead. Love you too. Okay, so uh, this person had 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 sort of done some crowdsourcing around this and and got a lot of answers from different thoughtful friends and proposed several additions. And the first proposed addition is acts of solidarity and belief. And to explain that, it says, in relationships of mixed levels of privilege and marginalization, this is the love language that I often see mismatched. One person wants to be seen and believed and backed up, while the other is blithely oblivious to this language and need. Which I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I think it's Mm -hmm. kind of interesting in that sort of, I mean, like, and this could actually apply to heterosexual relationships as well. I mean, because you have the power differential between genders, right? Yeah. So, I mean, when you have that privilege difference in a relationship, um, understanding where the other person is coming from can be really, really difficult and can definitely be a kind of communication barrier in terms of love language sure yeah I didn't even think about that until you brought it up earlier because I, I kind of I feel like I haven't you know as far as dating goes like it's been I haven't had that like come up and that's it's so smart that you're talking about that because that completely changes the game 
It really does. I mean, in mixed race couples, I mean, like there's definitely, I mean, like God, if you're a, a white person in a relationship with a black person and you have no fucking understanding of what it's like for them to go outside the house, you know, just yep. fucking jogging in your neighborhood, like Ahmaud Marbury, right? I mean, yep. it's fucked up and you can't understand what that trauma is like. And so learning how to understand that language is I think super important, especially in queer relationships. The second proposed addition is acts of emotional labor. Um, blah, blah, blah. The quick and dirty definition of emotional labor. Um, we're told frequently that women are more intuitive, more empathetic, more innately willing and able to offer um, succor and advice. How convenient that this cultural construct gives men an excuse to be emotionally lazy. Yeah, How yeah. convenient that it casts feelings based uh, work as an internal need and aspiration supposedly coming from the depths of our female character. So I thought that was a, an interesting addition as well, which I think is also very true and not necessarily always around gender lines. Mm -hmm. And then the third proposed addition is... Commitment to personal healing and growth. Uh, la, 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 la. Self-help slash personal development is notably a feminized slash feminized, feminine or feminized pursuit. Feminized, <laughs> but it really is, though. It really is. Yeah, it's expected that women and femmes will better ourselves, whether we're talking about useful things like therapy or harmful things like attempting to diet to thin ourselves into oblivion. Or uh, men will, yeah, drink or men are masculine, yeah, more masculine identified people drink and like do more external things, to, yeah. yeah, fix things or whatever, yeah. So I thought those were some actually really interesting things to add on to the five Definitely. love languages because I think that's, and I think that's sort of the issue. I think when you try to simplify anything into these like five love languages, you know, it's sort of like, well, well, yeah. I mean, obviously it's the context is important. I mean, yeah. Even with that quiz, it's obviously a little different for us. Yes. Give the context. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you feel about your, your love language? Uh, I feel like I at least have, like, I kind of acknowledge it more. And so I hope going into my next relationship, assuming I do, um, that I will be, I'll, I will understand what's important to me and also hopefully understand what, you know, like managing like expectations of somebody else. And maybe because their love language is different than mine. Mm -hmm. So it's not, we're not going to ha have the same needs, you know? And I mean, I've always been um, kind of uh, a little selfish in that department. And I really hope to change that. So, yeah, I think the thing that I get mostly out of this is that this is a good sort of little field map. Sure. Sort of a good way to sort of start maybe trying to see the perspective that your partner is coming from versus just your own perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, understanding they actually have a perspective, right. <laughs> you know, the, right. their autonomy, their autonomy is important. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 
I mean, I know, I know it sounds ridiculous. I know that now, but like, again, when I was younger, I was a lot more selfish with that. Like it was a lot more about like me, 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 but like, you know, understanding that they do have a love language. They are, you know, a full person and, you know, not a, like a, not like a side character in your story. And that's, was important. It was a, a lesson to learn. So. Right. I mean, I mean, I think the thing with, I mean, one of the things that I was reading about this in general is that a lot of times, I mean, we assign negative associations with some of these languages, like for example, gift giving, like if you're somebody who needs gifts, yeah, people yeah, sort of assign a negative aspect to that, like you're selfish but well, it isn't necessarily a selfish thing. I mean, it's just the way you need love expressed to you. And gifts aren't always expensive, right? I mean, we're just sort of making that assumption. Sure. I mean, for the most part, I think with this quiz, they talk more about gifts being more meaningful, which I think would be an indicator that your partner is like um, knows you, you know, knows what would be meaningful to you. Right. You know, I, that's kind of what I got as far as gifts like go that that was more like it was focusing on that so right um there was one last thing that I did want to share and that was that I also found an article about uh the queer eye fab five and how they low-key represent the five love languages I love that actually do we know what the five love languages are oh my god did we ever go over them what are they Nicole do you know I will know in about two seconds. I mean, I rattled them off when I gave your results, but I don't think we actually went into like any kind of actual. I know. Keep going. Keep talking about it because. um. All right. So, well, so you did the rattle first... them off. And so at this point now, I am going to find them and read them. And where in the <laughs> fuck are they? <laughs> fuck you. You can never just look something up without having to like. Oh, hello, Wikipedia. Okay, um, motherfuck me, that is, okay, so, well, I mean, it's, here of, are, according to Chapman, which seems to be kind of like, where the five love languages come from, um, the languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. See, I think to me, like, it's weird, if I just had to look at this right now, I would think quality time would be the most important, but I guess words of affirmation, because sometimes, like, you know, you can actually date somebody or be with somebody that is just actually busy. Like, I know I said that they will make time for you. Most people will make some time for you. But, I mean, there are times where, like, you're going to be with somebody who's actually just, you know, maybe in, like, an intense school program or something. They're just busy. Right. But, um, so, maybe well, words of affirmations would, like, kind of summarize that. Yeah, I mean, t- Giving time to someone is one thing, but giving quality time to someone is another. You know what I mean? Like being actually present and really participating in being there and doing whatever it is that you're doing with that person is one thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are plenty of times where Amos and I are together and doing separate things around the house. Yeah, well, I mean, you can, when you do live together, I mean, it's going to be, I, I don't mean quality time, like it has to be all the time. Although I do, I am kind of a, I do, and like I said, again, I have a hard time with just the mundane. I'm always like, let's, obviously we need to drive to Kansas right now. Well, and that can be quality Kansas time, right? right now. Yeah. Adventuring can be quality time. Yes, I know. I just need to chill the fuck out on it. Like I'm learning, but. 
doesn't always have to be like the biggest adventure. So yeah, interesting though. I love okay. that. So in terms of the queer eye guys, yes, uh, Jonathan Van Ness represents our primary love language. Nicole, words of affirmation. Of course he does because he is beautiful and I love him. He is the personification of the words of affirmation love language. Uh, so much so that he may inadvertently call every tiny thing about you gorgeous without giving it a second thought. I love that. Anthony Porowski. Am I saying that right? Am I yeah. saying that right? Wrong. Uh, he represents acts of service. As the food expert, he often stresses the importance of spending time to cook a meal for your loved ones. I do like that. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. He, his gift to each Queer Eye subject is a recipe that they can use to impress and show their gratitude for their love, lo loved ones, which is exactly what the acts of service love language is all about. Perfect. Bobby Burke is about receiving gifts. While the other four members of the Fab Five typically spend much more time interacting with each episode's subject to get to know them, Bobby has a talent for quickly honing in on the physical objects that they find special and using them to imbue emotional value into his home makeovers. And then Karamo Brown represents quality time. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. He's a life coach. The common thread for him, though, is that he will always push people to be better versions of themselves, both for themselves and for their loved ones. One of his biggest lessons is to put aside any distraction in your life and spend time with what really matters, which is also the core of people with a quality time love language. And then finally, we have Tan France, who is physical touch. Admittedly, pretty much all of the Fab Five seem comfortable with physical touch. It's an integral expert. Or it's an integral. I can say these words. It's an integral part of his area of expertise, fashion. He shows his affections for others by helping them best display their physical selves, which involves an expert knowledge of bodies and physicality. He doesn't appear to be the most touchy-feely on the series, but anyone who's watched interviews knows that he is the first to hold hands and grab his castmates. It all boils down to a physical tough touch love language. So that actually made me wonder, Nicole, we talked about the love language that we need from our partners. How do you express love? Like, what is the way that you express love? Um, I would say words of affirmation. I'm, I'm good at gifts, but definitely the more like thoughtful stuff, like you know, trying to figure out what people, I'm, I'm, it's important to me to, like, know what people are interested in and kind of, like, sh you know, show that by, like, giving them gifts. Um, physical touch, I'm, like, eh, iffy. But quality time, yeah, all of it. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I feel like probably words of affirmation is what I'm best at, though. Yeah. I do not, I do, I'm not shy about, like, letting somebody know that I think they're fucking amazing. No, I'm not shy about that at all. Like, if I like you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
awesome. What about you? Uh, I think my primary love language when it comes to the way I express love is service. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, God, this whole fucking quarantine, all I've been doing is cooking. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, service. See? Remember when we were talking about Harry Potter houses? You have a really nurturing, like, spirit. You're very nurturing. Well, and the other one I would say is physical touch, because I do love physical touch, whether it's picking up my kitties and getting their oxytocins. But, I mean, even when I'm just passing Amos, I mean, I like being physical with her. I like touching her. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. But, um... And what Perry Potter house are you again? Slytherin? I don't know. I have I ha, I need to take a quiz. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I'm I just saying what everybody house. is. I took every, the Potter house quiz. And everybody is. What? what? <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to cut so much of that. No, it's fine. It's We're, talk, we're excited. We're still, <laughs> we are still on Skype, y'all. So it's a little different. But um, we were talking about, since we we're talking about quizzes, it did take us naturally to the Harry Potter house quiz. Um, and, uh, I found out I am a Ravenclaw. Yeah, I've never taken it. So I only know what other people have told me and they always say I'd be Slytherin. Slytherin? Yeah. Which I think what they're trying to say is I'm sneaky and underhanded and I'm not. Mm, Okay. (laughs) I don't know. The self-preservation thing. I think you could be a little Slytherin. Although, like I said, I think you're really nurturing. So I don't know where that ties in. I've never seen Harry Potter, so I don't know anything about it. I just know. That there was a quiz along with the love language quiz, so I had to take it. Well, I'm going to have to take it now and find okay. it out. So, well, Nicole. Evie. Before we go to our crushes, I just really want to tell you, I think that you're amazing. And I'm really, really excited to be doing this podcast with you. Oh, that is totally. I know that you're doing it for that reason, but it totally made my night. <laughs> um, Well, let me tell you something, Evie. You are one of the absolute reasons why I love being here. You make all of this super adventurous, and it's, like, made my life completely great in ways I never expected. You are somebody who's enigmatic, and you're beautiful, and you're funny and smart, and I think it is fucking incredible that I get to do this with you every week. Like, Oh, my God. On top of all of it, I'm so proud to know you and to, like, tell people about you, so. Okay, you totally made my night, and it's like you wrote that down beforehand. Nope, I'm just good at that. Trust. That is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you are really good. That is absolutely your love language. <laughs> and the reason why is because I feel it. I'm very passionate about it. Like, you honestly are one of the, the most interesting things about this world, about my world. Like, I love it. Like, honestly. It's well, like, you know what, Nicole? Hmm. Knowing that you love words of affirmation, I will find a way to make words of affirmation into food. That's the best. I love that. Oh, my God. Still, those beans that you made that one night is, like, the best thing I've ever had. Oh, my God. I have the best recipe. I'm going to make bagels as soon as I get the right flour. Yes. I do love the bagel. All right. Let's do crushes. awesome. Let's do crushes. Yay! Nicole, I want to know your crush. It's always going to be you, Villanelle. But if I had to pick somebody else, uh, this week my crush is fucking Christina Applegate. Oh, this is an interesting crush, Nicole. Well, 
she's amazing, first of all. Um, Don't Know Mom, The Babysitter's Dead is classic. Classic. Um, The Sweetest Thing is one of my favorite movies. And also, she stars in Dead to Me, which the second season just came out on Netflix. And it is such a brilliant show. Everything she's in, she's great. Everything. I just love her. And she's beautiful. And, like hot and 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 like uh what the fuck is that um married with children like she's just great i love her anchorman okay so when i was 18 senior in high school we went out to la for a spring break trip with the family Mm -hmm. and we got to go and watch a taping of married with children are you fucking kidding? Oh, no. 100% serious. And oh on top oh of it, yeah. you could totally hear me laugh when we watched the episode later. That is so freaking cool. What a cool show to, like, be able to see. Yeah. Like, what a cool show. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love I love Christina Applegate, so. It was, it was amazing. Okay, um... My crush this week is this woman, and I'm probably going to completely butcher her name. Her name is Andy Allo or Ayo or something like that. It's A-L-L-O. And she is the lead actress on a show that I've been watching called Upload on uh, Amazon Prime. And she's also a singer-songwriter, and so you have to check out her website, Andy Allo, A-L-L-O, A-N-D-Y-A-L-L-O.com. She's hot, she's talented, and I just kind of... She's super hot. hot. She's insanely... She's really sexy. Insanely hot. So So there you go. Awesome. All right. This was so great. What a fun conversation. It was so much fun. I had, yeah, I'm really glad that you suggested this. Yes. I'm like learning so much about myself. <laughs> I feel like we learned a whole new language tonight, Nicole. I, I actually, I mean, we kind of did. Like, this is like therapeutic in a way. It was kind of amazing. Wait, are we a therapy podcast? I think we are actually a love podcast because we speak love. We actually kind of are a love podcast. Let's be let's be real here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Make sure you follow us on our uh, socials, Queer Podcast on Instagram. At Queerdos on Facebook. And uh, yeah, so we'll, Rate, we'll review, see you next subscribe. Week. 100 stars. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks for sticking with us through quarantine. Um, this will end at some point. But as of now, we're st- I think we're doing great. We got this Skype thing going, our professional little home studio. So. Absolutely. And the messages <laughs> you all are leaving are amazing. And one of these days, we're going to compile everything and we're going to put it out separately. Yes. You guys are the best. And uh, we'll see-, see you next week. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Stay queer. Be weird. Bye. Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I love you.